Yes, Chiefs fans, Matt Derrick is back with us to sit us straight on a couple things because right now I'm feeling like it's Groundhog Day or The Matrix. In fact, that goes really well with what we did find out today because they, in a flashback to the original film, said dodge this and they made it out of there. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. The editor and chief of ChiefsDigest.com is Matt Derrick. How are you, Matt? I am doing well, although, of course, you know, people who follow me know that the editing part of (laughs) is sometimes my biggest challenge. (laughs) Somebody asked me to edit something once. I said no. (laughs) <laughs> i can edit i can I'm, I'm i'm great at editing other people's work i'm terrible at editing my own work <laughs> well then that that'll be our next joint going forward when we start our own um media mogul company um because i'll need the help so um the the aforementioned matrix bullet that i was referencing is one orlando brown it looks like knock on wood he has successfully pulled a trinity and missed all those bullets he was back out there today wasn't he yeah, you know, Andy Reid said he he did everything out there, which, you know, doesn't jive completely with being <laughs> limited on the transaction report. And and right now, I mean, this time of year, you know, a what what is essentially a Wednesday practice on a Tuesday um is a very light, you know, no helmets, no shells. It's a 90-minute breezy practice. So there's not a lot to it. Um, let's see what happens on Wednesday slash the Thursday type practice. I mean, that's the one that's intense. Um, let's see how, how Orlando Brown's listed there. But no, I mean, the Chiefs uh, clearly feel like they did dodge a bullet, that it was just a little bit of a tweak. Um, could he have played in a pinch? Maybe. Um, they certainly didn't want to push things on Sunday. But no, I mean, everything looked, at this point looks clear. So they feel like that they're in pretty good shape. Whether that means they might give him Sunday off just because they can and they want to make sure that he gets rested, we'll see. But no, I mean, I think that if Chiefs fan, I don't think you have to worry big time about Orlando Brown right now. That's definitely a relief. And it's funny that you mentioned it because this is like a Wednesday. They're back out there. They've started their week. And that is all because they got flexed to Saturday. Uh, was there any inkling about that or did this catch the team by surprise here? Um, depends on who you ask. Um, you know, I, I, I think that maybe there was some inkling on sad, Sunday that maybe this was a possibility. Um, but remember, I mean, the, how this this whole thing unfolded in the NFL is really a kind of a crock. <laughs> I mean, the NFL was originally going to announce it after Monday night's game. And teams around the league were like, no, if we're going to play in this Saturday game and you're not going to tell us until Monday night. Um, no, that's not going to happen. So then the league scrambled uh, to get everything put together Sunday night, and that's why the late announcement, so late that Anthony Hitchens told us that he didn't know about it until Monday morning. Oh, wow. Um, so there were, and he, and he thought that a lot of the other players were in the same boat. And remember, I mean, they, they fly back from Cincy. They're probably tired and a little ticked off. Um, so maybe they weren't watching the Sunday night game, and certainly maybe not till the very, very bitter end. They were in bed. Um, but you know, Andy Reid certainly seemed like he knew Sunday night, but I got to think that there was some inkling that this was a possibility, um, even Sunday afternoon that that the chiefs might be in that game. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that Denver game coming up here a little bit later in the show, folks, but they also have an opportunity to get a couple of reinforcements back as well. Matt, just as we started here, uh, what happened today? 
Yeah, they've designated uh, Chris Lammons, cornerback and special teams ace, and defensive tackle Colin Saunders to return from injured reserve. Uh, this opens up that 21-day window, which they can practice before they return to the active roster. Um, doesn't have to be that long, but we saw it last week with Jarek McKinnon, you know, only practiced three days before they brought him back to the active roster. So it doesn't need to be 21 days, but that starts the clock, which certainly tells you that there's a, a real possibility that both those guys could be back for the playoff run. I, I think that's really good news. I don't know that I was expecting um, Saunders in particular to come back. It was a knee, I believe, right? Yeah, he had a knee uh, I, issue. I was concerned that it might be one that just lingers throughout the season. Certainly with what we saw last week, being able to keep the defensive line fresh, that's that's a plus. Being able to have a little more oomph on the special teams that I thought played actually really well against the Bengals. Um, Lamons certainly adds to that. We're going to get into the aftermath of what we take away from that Cincinnati game. Um, but both of those guys could end up, like you said, it could be a very short turnaround. We might not see them to the playoffs either, right? Yeah, it could very well be. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I could see a, uh, that if they're both healthy, you know, possibly bringing them back for the Denver game because it would be an opportunity, I think, to play. Um, Saunders is re- very interesting to me because um, the Chiefs have only been carrying eight defensive linemen the last few weeks, and that's low for them. I mean, they usually like to bring nine or ten, um, even be, have nine active on game day some days. Um, for that depth. So they really need some reinforcements there. So getting getting Saunders back would be a big deal for that defensive line. Let them go in the rotation a little bit deeper. Um Lamons obviously is a, a really nice, you know, special teams piece. That would be great to have for the playoff run if they can get him back fully healthy. Um, you know, hey, it's not a huge impact, but special teams gunners, especially good as Lamons, that's a big deal. So uh, I know Dave Tope would be happy to get him back. I, I certainly am, and, and that should help them. I think at this point, they are in playoff mode. They should be. We're going to get into what that game did and what we have to take away from it coming right here. No matter what your New Year's resolution is this year, it's about getting fit or getting healthier, whichever you want. Make sure that you enjoy and add Built Bar to your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're incredible in all kinds of different flavors, and they make them even better. Use it as your resolution this year because it takes tastes so good. It takes you so far in what you want to do. It's not chalky or waxy or anything negative. It allows you to get the protein that you need, all the macros that you need without having to spend a whole lot of calories there and without having to worry about what the ingredients are that you're ingesting. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they cover all kinds of things, generally around 130 to 150 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein on average. And there's all kinds of flavors for every palate out there. Whether it's post-workout or filling in for a meal, you can find something that you want. I personally love all the cookie dough ones as well as uh, the coconut-based flavors. And there's all kinds of new ones always lighting off every week. All you have to do is go to Built.com and use the promo code. You get 15% off of your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for Locked On Network. And that's 15% off of your order at Built.com. So, Matt, that was a tough game to watch. We talked um, after the ball game almost immediately. I'm still frustrated with the lack of defense on on any side of the ball and you know all the other things that go into it. But at the end of the day, that defensive front, I think, was the best unit on the field for the day, uh, closely followed by the offensive line unit. Um, so getting Saunders back certainly helps. But what can we take from in terms of the way the defensive line was used what do you expect to see this coming week? Is there anything that gives you any pause, especially with both the trenches? Yeah, I, I, this this Denver's game got me very interested because um, I, I'm not in, we're not entirely sure what kind of shape that Denver's going to be in. 
So, you know, what exactly the Chiefs are attacking is going to be uh, going to be of note. Um, but because uh, that's where I think that this this game is going to be kind of interesting. I mean, if the Chiefs have anybody that's borderline injury wise, I think that they could give them a rest. And, you know, and one of those people that I'm interested in is Chris Jones, because, uh, you know, Chris talked about being a, a little bit worn out after his, his ex- visit on the covid list. Mm-hmm. And and I think we've seen a, a Chris Jones without the same kind of energy that that he's had the last couple of games. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's probably a few other guys that fit into that category, too. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I both also I, I don't think either one of them were, you know, what we normally see against the Bengals. Um, but, you know, when you get to the what gets to the lines in particular, I mean, one, I want to give huge credit to that Chiefs offensive line for the job that they get, did against the Bengals. Um, that was, that was amazing. I mean, there's, there's plenty of teams around the league that if they lose two of their top tackles, especially their starting left tackle, it's going to turn into a disaster, a dumpster fire. And the chiefs didn't let that happen. Um, I mean, Joe Tooney is the kind of guy that if the chiefs wanted to consider him as a left tackle in the future, I'd be listening. I mean, (laughs) they're paying him like a left tackle. I'd, I'd listen. I mean, not some, there's always some work to do and everything, but I mean, I, as I've, hey, I've, I think I've told you before. I mean, I feel like that guy is a Terminator. Well, that doesn't, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. But that guy's a Terminator. Arm length gesture yes, he's here making the, the he's got, he's got the, he's got the, the dinosaur arms. Uh, that guy's a Terminator sent from the future to do the block for quarterbacks. So that's right. all I'm saying. Um so, I mean, you know, and, and to me, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going into the postseason and now where this offensive line is, I mean, even despite the injuries, they're in such a better place than they were a year ago at this time with the injuries that they had. Um, even with the injuries that they have right now, I mean, they're in a better place than they were a year ago. So I think that's a really positive sign. Um, defensively, uh, you know, I mean, that's why I think that, you know, getting a Colin Saunders back and, and even the possibility that Joshua Kando, who's also been re, you know designated to return, if they can get some more depth on the defensive line, because I, I think they've been stretched a little thin, especially the last month. And I think it's showing. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that I think we're seeing them get off to good starts because they certainly got off to a good start against Cincinnati. I thought that the mm-hmm. defensive, the pass rush particularly played really good early. And then I don't think we saw it as strong in the second half. And, and if that some of that is the short bench and some of that maybe is the COVID issues, maybe it's certainly give other teams, you know, credit for adjustments. But I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the Chiefs right now could really use an infusion of some some depth and rotation. Yeah, I think so as well. And one name that you didn't mention to me, and this was a game against the Bengals. This all, quite frankly, a return to the early season in terms of the, the rate of missed tackles. And it, it was spread out over a number of things. But one in particular is the leader of this defense, Tyron Matthew, who freshly came off of the COVID list here recently as well. I, I felt like there there might have been a wind issue with him as well. Did, does that ring true with you? I, I mean, certainly could have been. I mean, I, I I think that, you know, certainly with the way that that game played out, you know, Sunday, um, I think you saw it a little bit. And, you know, some of it was simply that the, the, this defense hasn't had to work that hard the last six or so weeks. I mean, they haven't had issues where they've been having to chase a guy 72 yards downfield. I mean, that's going to, you know, at, at Tyron's age, bless his heart and all, I know he doesn't want to hear that, but that's going to take a little bit of bite out of you. I mean, it's going to take a bite out of any defense when you give up some of these big plays and you're chasing these guys around and, and you're on the field as much as they were. I mean, he's not a, he's not a fresh chicken anymore. <laughs> and I know that's Some, not the great expression to use, but I'm going to stick with it. 
<laughs> Somebody from Louisiana understands what bless his heart means in reality. So uh, you're just careful is all I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. And I think you can see that th- through through the season. And I, I still feel, and I, I want your take on, on upon reflection, with all that wrapped into it, fatigue, the COVID stuff, all of it, it just felt like the entire effort kind of took for granted what the Bengals were from the coaching game plan down to what the the players' instincts were telling them in terms of of how to react to some of the things. It just felt like this was a game that snuck up on them. Is it, Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think it was, if anything, I think it was just that the, the wrong things snuck up on them. I mean, you know, the, the Chiefs did a much better job than the Ravens did the week before of, of of blowing smoke on Joe Burrow and just, you know, complimenting him. Um, Probably should have spent a little bit more time complimenting Jamar Chase. I mean, maybe if you call him a young Randy Moss, maybe you would have covered him a little bit more. <laughs> um, But I mean, that just it just struck me as as a defense that went into a game with a game plan that just did not fit the opponent. And and I haven't we haven't talked about I haven't heard a lot of talk about this, but I also think that you know the Chiefs' defense in the second half was even complicated by the fact that even if they made adjustments, the Bengals had to make adjustments too because Joe Burrow was hurt in that second half. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That knee was bothering him, and they were calling things differently. I mean, that was a different game plan in the second half from the Bengals because they had to because their quarterback was playing on one leg, and you know, and I think the Chiefs made. Some adjustments from the first half, not all the adjustments that they needed. I mean, they still needed to pay a little bit more attention to Jamar Chase. Um, but I think that perplexed, I think that just, you know, stymied the defense a little bit too. Of, you know, they, they saw a different team, different Bengals team in the second half than they did in the first half. And I don't think they were prepared for that either. Yeah, I, I think that certainly makes sense. I, I think the bigger concern for me is that it feels very much like what we heard post Super Bowl that hey, we didn't expect this. We didn't prepare for this. And that misread, I think, is something that if it were early in the season, if it was the first half of the season like we saw, we were having a lot of issues, right? At this point, I think it's more concerning that you're having that kind of misread from the game planning aspect of it. That's my big takeaway for the week is players did what they could, but there were problems from the get-go. Yeah, there there were. I mean, and, and these were uh, – the bigger problem to me is that we saw things that we haven't seen from this defense in a while. Um, we saw misreads. We saw missed tackles. We saw miscommunications. I mean, it was the, the same kind of mistakes that they were making back in September that we just hadn't been seeing for a while. And those are the kind of mistakes that you you can't make against an offense like Cincinnati's. I don't think you can make it against offenses like the Chargers. I don't think you can make it against Buffalo. I mean, there, there's there's some of these these offenses that with the way that they're going to attack the Chiefs, I mean, you just can't make those mistakes. I mean, they could probably get away with it against certain teams, but I, I think that there's there's certainly some teams that you can't get away with that. And this Bengals team is absolutely one of them. Yeah. They might be able to get away with it next week. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Broncos to close out the regular season and just how important it is coming up right here. Hey, Chiefs fans, we're back with an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are getting 25 cents back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the app, Get Upside app, in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you get a bonus, $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's like $0.50 cents per gallon on your first tank. 
Download that app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Drivers are making a lot of money, as much as two or $300 in cash that goes right back onto their accounts, and you can use it in any way that you want, either your bank account, PayPal, whatever. Get that Get Upside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to start to get $0.50 cents per gallon on your first tank and $0.25 cents after that. That's TOUCHDOWN on Get Upside. Denver to close the season. It's going to be chilly. It might even be snowy. We're going to have to see what the weather holds true. Like, I'm about... Love a good oh, snow game. Right? I'm 40 minutes from the stadium right now, and I can't see that far. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. But this is, like we talked about earlier in the show, it's a chance to rest some guys if they need it. It's also a chance to get a look at some of the younger guys. I could see Boodle playing in this game again. I could see Baker playing in this game. Uh, at, at this point, what's the balance for you about trying to wash the taste of the loss to the Bengals out of your mouth versus trying to rest and be prepared for what, unless you are, you know, sending reinforcements to Houston, you're going to be in, in the wild card game. Yeah. I, I mean, some of it is certainly maybe a, just a measure of what do you need to beat the Broncos, which I don't think is going to be much because I think this is a Broncos team that certainly shows evidence of not having any interest in, you know, being around any longer. I mean, you certainly get to that point with some teams that, hey, they've already got the golf clubs packed and they're ready to go. And this Denver team absolutely strikes me of that. I mean, they've got injury problems. They've had COVID problems. Um, you know, no, nobody knows that they're going to be back next season. Coaches, players, I mean, everybody. I mean, and, and on top of that, it's the 17th game, you know, yeah. the that nobody wants to play anyway. So the only the only teams that want to play the 17th game are the teams that are in the playoffs and want to keep going. Um, and for everybody else, they're just they they're ready to check out. So I don't think there's any doubt you've got a little bit of that mentality. But the Chiefs have to win this game. I mean, you can't just fold it in. I mean, you can't. This isn't a game you can just say you know, hey, it's okay if we lose. It's not okay if you lose. I mean, you need to give yourself the best possible chance to get that one seed because that one seed means more than anything. So even if it's a small, small chance to get it, you got to play for it. But that being said, for all the reasons that you mentioned, I mean, as far as the weather goes and some of the other issues, if you've got guys that are banged up, I mean, you know, Orlando Brown, if he's nursing that calf injury, there wouldn't be any reason to shut him down. Um, but otherwise, but hey, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to play. I mean, in, unless a Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey are hurt, they're going to play. Um you, you you have to, but at the same time, even if this game gets out of hand, I think that that Andy would be much more you know re- ready to hit the bench and go to the backups earlier than he's gone in some other blowout situations this year. Yeah, I, I have to hope that that's the case. Like protect what you can protect, because at the end of the day, holding your part of this bargain shouldn't be that difficult. The bigger question will be: Can Chris Conley and David Culley, two ex Chiefs down in Houston, pull something out of their hat? and blow up the Titans for us, we'll find out. And I say us because today I just feel like including myself. Um, I also want to include one other thing, one other shout-out, because a, an older tight end had a visit with the Chiefs today that I, I thought might have been a fit a year ago. Matt Bushman, BYU tight end, long, tall, can block. I think there's there's a possibility there. We'll see what happens with it. I just wanted to mention that to everybody. Because now it becomes, do you then reel in your offense as well? Um, we saw them move the ball pretty well. Mahomes had, again, in a throwback to earlier in the season, a couple of turnover-worthy plays, to quote uh, pro football focus. But do you do you dumb down the offense at this point and just kind of keep it simple, not put anything new on tape, 
I feel like that was part of what bit the Chiefs in the, in the rear uh, in the second half last week. Do you think that we see that continue as well? That wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I could certainly see the the the, the Chiefs being reluctant to put anything too new back out there, especially because I mean, I feel like the, they certainly don't feel like that they need it. Um, this is a game that I I think that they feel pretty good about, especially with the fact that I think that this team, you know, as they, you mentioned, I mean, they want to get the taste of this loss out of their mouth. And you know, and Anthony Hitchens, I asked him, you know, uh, to, earlier today about just, um, you know, w- whether he was real happy about having to play in this Saturday game. And and part of it was that he said, absolutely. He's like, I want to get back and, you know, practicing and playing as fast as possible, you know, to put this game behind him. Um, and, and that was certainly more the attitude of Andy Reid than I've ever heard him before with, you know, just wanting to put a game behind him. I mean, he was no interest whatsoever in continuing to talk about it on a Tuesday. Yeah. And these guys are ready. So, I mean, I think that there's going to be a, this is a team that that definitely wants to go out and get that taste out of their mouth. They want to prove some things. They want to go into the playoffs on a good note. They don't want to be on a two-game losing streak. Andy Reid certainly doesn't want that. So, I mean, for a lot of reasons, I, mean, I think you're going to see a, 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 a intense Chiefs team, but I don't think you're going to see them terribly creative either. I don't think they're going to try and reinvent the wheel this week. Bread and butter. Okay. I like that. And, and that's perfectly fine. I expect Vadilla. But to take it that next step farther, if this is the Matrix, again, I'm going to stay with the theme today, folks. If I poke a hole in the sky and the, the, the sun comes down, is there a ray of sunshine from this ball game that does set them up for the postseason run? Is this enough motivation? Is this a kick in the rear enough to maybe push them a little farther than, hey, we're still Kansas City. We can still do what we want. Like I said it the other night that it reminded me of, of what the Bucks went through and were able to come back in the postseason, obviously. After a couple of days' reflection, does that feel like that's a possibility to you? I, I think it is. I mean, I think that between this and and that Chargers game that was you know a very fought, hard fought, close game, I think these are two contests that absolutely send a message to this team to let them know that once they get to the postseason, B and C games aren't going to get it done. And and I think this team gets that. I think it's a team that I think even in the eight game winning streak, I think it showed that they've got that mode. Um, it's it's not terribly uncommon to see teams that have had the success that the Chiefs have had get bored during the regular season. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it happens. So I, I, I could certainly see, you know, the, a lack of focus during the, you know, the first half of the season. I mean, and I think that was a, a, a part of the issues early on. I mean, I think that it was a team that's been through a lot and they know that, hey, you know, there's a reservoir of greatness that they've got that they can tap into when they need it for the playoffs. But I think the Bengals game, I think the Chargers game, I think that the coaches can certainly use this going into the postseason to say, you now you can't take Cincinnati for granted. If you see them in the playoffs, you can't take them for granted because they they beat you in the mouth. You can't take the Chargers for granted. I think that's enough to tell them, you know, remind them you can't take Buffalo for granted. I mean, there's going to be some teams that they're going to face that I think are just as good if you're in the same ballpark as the Chiefs. The question is going to be to me is, you know, is that enough of a message to, you know, make them deal with maybe a couple of other teams that they might see into the playoffs? I mean, you know, I don't think that Indy's on the same level as the Chiefs. I think they're a flawed team. Everybody in the AFC's got some flaws, but I think Indy's a little bit more flawed than, than the other playoff teams. But is this enough of a message to say you got to bring your A game against the Colts too if you see them? Needs to be. Flat out. No way around it there. We're going to see how they perform. We're going to get some inside information from Cody Roke tomorrow. Uh, make sure you hit that with Chris. Matt, thanks for all the time and your insights today. 
always, my friend. Take care, everybody. Folks, stay tuned for Friday as well. We'll get you ready for this game. And hey, we'll probably do a post game. Matt, I hope you're available. If not, they're just going to have to listen to me yak. So that'll be fine. I will Uh, be there. (laughs) Rock and roll. (laughs) Folks, have a great day. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you next time.